0: Renovation Made Right podcast is partnering with our friends at Retify.
1: We know that planning a renovation is stressful enough, so let the experts take care of the financing.
0: Retify's innovative loan options allow you to borrow more money and create a home that you love today. I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy.
1: Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor, to tips on surviving the remodeling process, to best practices for kitchen and bath design.
0: We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company, Black Dog Builders, in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire.
1: We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So welcome back to another edition of Renovation Made Right. I am Brenda Bryant.
0: And I am David Bryant.
1: And we are very excited today because it's another great episode of Listener Questions. We're well, su- the
0: first, hang on. Oh yeah, we're right?
1: super excited today because not only do we get to read the emails that people send us, we're going to have a live call in. And we're super excited. about Never that. happened before. Never happened. Right so now. first time. Yeah. And hopefully not the last. And so really it's so affirming. It's affirming.
0: People actually are, are listening on a regular basis, and then they actually want to call in. It's shocking. How cool is me. that? I don't know. Right? We I actually have another for, another person I think wants to call in. We just couldn't arrange the timing, so we'll do that for another show. Yep. If, if it's, <laughs> Meryl's looking at me like, remind people, tell people to call in. Yeah, that would be helpful. So if you do have something you want to talk about on air with us, you've got a project that you want to talk about, or you want some advice about uh, a contract, or any of the stuff that we talk about, Brent. You know, whether we're talking about design, or whether it's a little more construction geeky question. Question or whether it's just a you know how to engage with a remodeling project kind of question we would love to tackle that um, with you and for you so please feel free you can email us so renovation made right we have a website take a look at that you can email us through that and Meryl will respond back to you and we'll set up a time to get together and chat yep right yes excellent
1: and that's renovation right at gmail.com is our email address
0: renovation correct? made right you said renovation right
1: yeah, don't do that <laughs> sorry renovation made right at gmail.com so send us an email say i would really like to talk to brenda and dave and we would be so excited right okay so today we are going to be talking to one of our listeners from the sunny state of hawaii the aloha state we're like, very excited we certainly are that people listen to us that far away and I know this isn't re- released at time. You can re- listen whenever you want, but it just makes me think six hours difference. She's calling us six hours difference. And I'm excited that somebody <laughs> wants to schedule to talk to us while we're sitting in the studio. So I'm really psyched and I'm looking forward
2: to talking to her.
0: Yes. And, and our first live caller. So that's kind of cool. It is. All right. Uh, welcome to the show, Madison. Oh,
2: great. Um, big fan of the podcast. Thanks for taking my call.
0: So uh, I guess I, we should probably start with Aloha, shouldn't we?
2: Sure, sure.
0: Aloha. (laughs) All right. So so Madison is uh, is from Hawaii, and uh, and has a question about something to do. It looks like from the photographs, you're in a multi-story a multi-story building, other condominium, probably.
2: That's correct. It's it's more like an apartment building, but tomato, tomato.
0: Okay. All right. Um, And so you want to describe your situation a little bit, and then uh, and then we can talk about that.
2: Sure. Thanks. Um, So I'm calling about finishing concrete ceilings. Um, After removing some old partitions in our bedroom and living room, the concrete ceilings in those rooms now have three different finishes on them. In the first section, there's what appears to be some kind of gypsum plaster that was put over the concrete and then painted. There's one small section that is still raw concrete. And then there's a third section that just has a coat or two of latex paint. And we want a cohesive finished looking ceiling. So we're somewhat resistant to a drop ceiling because of the expense and, and difficulty, although it would increase our lighting options. right? Um, but in, instead we're, we're focusing on doing a skin coat and then um, skin coating the painted and raw portions of plaster. So if that's all one finish and so here, are my questions um do we need to strip the paint off the painted section before applying a bonding agent and then the skim coat or should we just pony up and pay a contractor to install the, the drop ceiling that's sure that's the hard part the ponying
1: up
0: yeah the, yeah the, nobody likes the ponying up part no. totally understand that tell me about it <laughs> yeah. um and so also just for clarity for listeners too it looks like essentially when the when the Space was originally built. Some of this was sort of almost outdoor space, like a lanai. You were saying sort of an outdoor, open air space. And now, over time, people have recaptured some of that space to convert it into living space, to essentially kind of enlarge the living space of the apartment. Is that fair? That's correct. Okay, great. Um, So a couple thoughts come to mind, and I think I understand what you're. You know, the pictures are very helpful. And And before
1: before we go on, can we just clarify one thing? So The lanai that was enclosed. And I'm just looking at these pictures Um the lot, lanai that was enclosed is now fully enclosed, right? There's not there's I mean, you can obviously leave the patio doors open, but you don't have to worry about weather issues. Right. Is that right? Correct.
0: OK, great. Correct. Um, and so uh, a couple thoughts come to mind. It, it doesn't look like you have a you, it looks like a decent height space, but it doesn't look like you have a ton of headroom. Is that fair? Like how tall are the ceilings right now? Uh, I believe they're eight feet. OK, so. Um, so i think you can accomplish a seamless appearance with plaster but your your point and observation about the lighting i think is a meaningful one i i don't see a lot of lighting in the ceiling as it is right now uh it looks like there's a central light at least from the angles that we're seeing and uh and how important is the prospect of putting in you know a few led lights and things like that
2: um i mean that would be a high priority for us it just would depend on um, the overall cost, but sure. it's something we could live without, but it would, it would definitely be definitely
0: ideal. Okay. So I think t- two things come to mind they, when we, when we look at this um, they, I think they could actually effectively, you talk about doing it as a drop ceiling. Um, and when I hear drop ceiling, I typically think, okay, you're going to lose like six inches and you're going to use the, the ceiling, you know, would have more of a gap than necessary. And then, Today, then
1: you like put in a two by two panel. Right. Or something like right. That, exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: But today, uh, they make recessed lighting that is really low profile and takes up, you know, very little space. It's not like you might be familiar with sort of the recessed lighting uh, of of you know a former time when you actually had a big metal box up above the ceiling, and that's what that's what supported the recessed lighting. They, today we don't need that
1: because of LED. They're yeah, right. very skinny, like like exactly. less than an inch.
0: Because LED lighting is now available to us and they're so low profile, you could actually probably hire a contractor to what they call strap your ceiling, where they actually would put um relatively low profile metal channel uh and they would uh, probably screw or nail that into the existing concrete uh, and then you could suspend drywall on that and it would readily give you the ability to install all the lighting you wanted to and even if you needed to retrofit any other wiring you could do that pretty easily as well is it more money than skim coating with with the plaster it it is more money than doing that i don't know that it's crazy more money um but uh But it's and, you know, so that's that's something you would have to kind of get uh, pricing in from local contractors. Um, So I I think that that and I'm not saying if money was no object because it's never not an object. Right. Um, But if you're thinking sort of long term value, is your expectation to be in the space for quite some time?
2: Yeah, I think for at least five or 10 years.
0: Okay, Um, And I also have you been in other uh, units in the same building where have you got some friends that you've uh, hung out with and what are their spaces like?
2: Yes, I, I believe several units have a ceiling like the one you've described. That's what they've, they've done to it. I think a few have um, done some kind of plaster throughout the, all the areas. As well so it's kind of a mixed bag sure
0: so my, my guess would be that that putting in a, a ceiling like we're talking about with drywall suspended uh is probably going to be perceived by a future buyer as a premium and and that may you know at the time when you turn it over may pay for itself without a lot of heartburn um alternatively if you if you stick with the idea of applying a skim coat to it you probably do have uh one of two things I doubt you have to actually take it down to the bare concrete, uh, unless you unless whoever's doing the work thinks there's a bonding problem with the existing paint. So we look at the paint there, and the paint looks like it's a semi-gloss, you know, outdoor paint, uh, or maybe even an epoxy that's attached to the concrete. Um, If that surface is scarified or sanded so that it has good bond, so it creates a surface that would that would be uh, conducive to the bonding agent, you might be fine. Alternatively. Uh, You know, the bonding agent manufacturer may say it's got to be in direct contact with raw concrete, right? Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't be in contact with raw concrete, then you're probably talking about some form of acid wash or some form of like soda blasting or sandblasting to get down to your raw concrete before you could do your bonding agent and before you could do your plaster, in which case, your costs
1: yeah. may be close to what you were exactly. doing if you were strapping and, yeah. Exactly. By the, right. time, yeah,
0: by the time you got done going through all that, which is not a particularly clean process anyway, yeah. by the time you got mm-hmm. done through all that, you'd probably be at the cost of a suspended ceiling. And I'm just, uh, you know, the, the truth would be in getting a couple of contractor quotes, I think. Um,
2: got it, got it.
0: Sounds no. like these are definitely not DIY projects. Uh, so you'd have to, so on the plaster side, that's a high skill trade. Right to uh, so definitely not on the plaster side. On the drywall side, yeah. if you were to you could just, you could install these furring channels yourself, and you could install drywall yourself. And finishing drywall is not as hard. Like YouTube could be your buddy in that case, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: or or maybe if you can get the the uh, the drywall up, then you could hire a. Uh, person to come and finish it for you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's because a great that's, point. That's a great they can point. actually make really bad drywall work look good if you <laughs> hire somebody <laughs> yeah. good at yeah. taping and, and sanding.
0: Yeah, and putting, putting the rock up is not that hard. Um, you would need some specialized tools. You would need... Um, what's called a hammer drill, um, and so it's like a vibrating a vibrating drill that would allow you to screw into the concrete. You would want to notify your neighbors above you if you don't have the top unit because it does make things vibrate a bit mm. um, and stuff like that, but it's deliver not... Deliver cookies. Yeah, but it's always, <laughs> deliver cookies, <yeah>. right. <laughs> like before um, and or after. But uh, but it's but it's not undoable um, for, for a homeowner if you guys, if you have some skills, um, and, uh, and I don't think it's even, it would be like that burdensome a project, but... Before you did it, I would think I'd at least test the market and see what uh, what contractors might charge for that before you go too far into it.
1: Yeah, because you may decide, mm, you know what, it'd just be nicer to hire somebody for this.
0: Yeah, like like we have clients all the time who will say, um, you know, I'd like to save a little money. How about I do the demolition? And then, you know, when you say the demolition is $2,000, they're like, oh, no, we'll save that money. And then one day into demolition, they're like, no, 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 you guys do it, right? So, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's uh, not as much fun as you thought it was. Right, exactly. It's a, the <laughs> the, the, uh, the the charm kind of loses its it loses its charm pretty quickly. And
1: I sure. know this because we just demolished our bathroom, and right. there's not much charm in the demo. Right. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to end up also taking out the remaining sliding doors that I see in the picture?
2: Yes, we've we've already removed one set in the living room. Yep. Mm-hmm. will remove the ones in the, the bedroom as well. So okay. It'll just be one big, big space. Okay. So, perfect. is your is your
1: goal then to change out the flooring and try to um, make the whole thing yeah. cohesive? Yeah, make it yeah. all
2: cohesive. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna shoot for a open concept plan. So all right. the flooring would be one, um, probably like LVT or something yep. like
0: that. Perfect. Yep. Do you, then, Quick question. Quick ahead. question along those lines. On on the part that was open air, uh, is the slab out there level? In other words, flat, or does it have a bit of a pitch to it?
2: it's uh they floated out a section where the doors were okay so that it's a lower elevation in the one eye area so we've got quite a bit of leveling to do in those one eye sections
0: okay so that actually is not that big of a deal that so a flooring company you could work with a good flooring company they would actually be able to pour uh, a self leveling compound out there uh, and it and it's just like what it sounds like it'll it'll level just based on on gravity and go from uh, you know the the, the pre that the finished space to the unfinished space and create the level substrate that when that they could just put their lvp right over it so that's not a terrible project no yeah
1: although you're going to see a different right, you. you're going to see a different reveal on that on that um, metal a little bit a little bit yeah, from so. one side of the room to the other but it should be pretty minimal i expect that your 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 uh slope doesn't run off by very much at all
0: okay
2: no it's, it's
1: well, thanks for the advice, guys. Really right. appreciate it. No thanks problem. for
0: listening. We really appreciate it as well.
1: Yeah, thanks for calling in. It's nice to hear a live awesome. person. I think, oh, hang on. i got,
0: got one more Hawaiian word. Mahalo, right? That's thanks. <laughs> yes,
1: mahalo. Yay. <laughs> All right. great.
0: All right, take care. <laughs> Thank you. Day. All, right, All right, right, bye now. Thank
1: right. you. Bye-bye.
0: So I thought that was great to be able to catch up with Madison. What do you think?
1: Uh, fantastic. Right? I and, hope we do more of them. Yes. So and, definitely I, please send us an email if you'd like to speak to us in person at renovationmaderight at gmail.com. Let us know um, and we will schedule a time to chat with you.
0: Exactly. And hope we'll, hopefully we'll set you on a good path. So we want to take just a minute and, uh, and thank the folks from Renify for sponsoring our show and want to encourage our listeners to uh, take a look at Renify. Renify offers um, a unique way to uh, get financing, access money from your home, taking, drawing on not just the equity in the home, but also the equity and the project you're going to build. So that's one of the great things about Renify, is that if you're going to add a project to your home that adds value, you can actually borrow against the equity that you're creating in the home by doing that project, which is unusual. So normally you can just look at a house and say, what's my loan to value? What's my equity? How much can I take out? In this case, they actually give you some extra value for the work you're doing and uh, and that lets you borrow more to achieve the, the project you really want. So um, rentify.com is uh, has been a great sponsor for us and we really appreciate that they're a partner here with renovation made right Renify is not a lender. Rather, they've partnered with lenders that leverage Renify's technology to seamlessly provide Renify loans. Renify loans may not be available in your state. For a complete list of licensed states, please visit rentify.com forward slash notices forward slash licenses. Renify is licensed as a mortgage broker and its NMLS ID number is 1 So now, our, our next question is actually from a listener email. So are you ready? I'm going to read this. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Hi, Dave and Brenda, I have a question for you. Background. I have been listening to your podcast for a few months as we started looking for a home in mid-coast Maine and realized that we would probably be buying an older home needing work. We recently purchased a house built in the 60s that needs some updating, particularly in the kitchen and bathrooms. However, due to military service and some unlucky timing, we are first-time home buyers in 2022, so had to spend a lot more money than we were hoping to spend to buy a house. Sad face. Mm. Sad face. Wah-wah. Um, this means our renovation budget is tight and we will want to phase the projects that we do over time. We're also relatively handy ourselves and come from handy families who will be closer now. So uh, so some of the things we hope to do ourselves. Also, I really struggle with waste and hope to be cautious about ripping things out and going right to new stuff. Right? We are definitely not designers, though, so we want some help with plans. My actual question, actually, before we get to that. I love the fact that they've got handy families. I
1: know. I even like Nobody's I handy even, anymore. No, I even like the ring of that. When you said handy right. families, I was like, ooh, handy families. Right. Everybody so should have a handy
0: family. So good for you. And it also implies that you have not only handy families, but a relationship with your handy families that you is good enough to actually get this, them to yeah. Yeah, to pull them exactly. into some some work at your house. You're right? like,
1: what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, nothing?
0: Right.
1: Oh, <laughs> would you like to come over and put up drywall right. with me?
0: So I would say actually handy and supportive families. Yes. Right? I know. I love to see that. Yeah. That's it, what it's all about. It's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Good Maine stock. Of course, they're not going to be answering their phones after the first few
1: projects. They'll be like, oh, they're calling again.
0: My lovely wife's family actually hails from Maine. Solid Maine stock. It
1: does. Solid Maine stock. That's true. Right? They're maniacs.
0: Right, exactly. Maniacs. And also have one of the biggest dairy farms in Maine. Pretty cool. They do. I love that. One of them, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, moving on, let's get to the actual question here. Uh, So the actual question, is it still appropriate to work with a designer in this context? This will be a good one for you, Brendan Jean. Mm Um, will they be frustrated to plan phases and have constraints like this? If it is rude, uh, is it rude if we want to do some labor ourselves or reuse existing items? After listening to you guys, I think the move here would be to use a design-only group. Any suggestions on how to approach this respectfully and correctly? So before you answer that question, first, I love the fact that you're even thinking like that. Right? Mm -hmm. That is the beginning of a really successful project, the fact that you are trying to think – as I engage people to provide services, how do I do it in the best way to be a good customer? Right. Right. I think that's rare and we're gonna awesome. We're going to have a whole
1: another show on. That's there.
0: exactly right. We were talking yeah, about we were that. Talking that's about a whole
1: that. show. Like how to be a good, how to be a good client. Right. Right. So that you can get the best, uh, the right. best skills out of your people and the best uh, project overall.
0: Right. So, so and this is from Kara, and Kara is uh, from Northern Washington, soon to be Maine. Right. So here that's we exciting.
1: go. Right. Northern, like w- Northern Washington State.
0: WA. were WA. One coast to the other. WA.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to go from rain to really bitter cold and snow. So <laughs> not, I hope you're this ready time for here. that.
0: All right. So go um, ahead. Go ahead and knock off those questions. So,
1: so here is my suggestion. You you hit the nail on the head. You do want to work probably with a design firm, as opposed to a design build firm, because since you want to do some of the work yourselves, um, most design build firms work in such a way that they're making money on their designs when they do the work, not when they're doing the design. And so they don't necessarily want to work with clients who want to do part or some or most of the project themselves. Um, There are some like, for instance, if you're doing kitchens or baths, you can work, work with a kitchen or bath person to design those spaces. But I really think it's important, especially if you know that you want to either expand this house or maybe change the flow or do any of those things that you work with somebody who can give you a comprehensive design. Like I said, you can go work with a kitchen and bath designer, but they're going to work typically, they're going to work within the constraints of those four walls of those rooms and they're not going to really be thinking, "Hmm, is the flow from the front door to your interior space nice? You know, do you have nice interior views? Are you thinking about, you know, do you want to have children someday? Do you have space for them? If you needed to add a bedroom or two, where would that be? Where would the best place be?" So, you want to have somebody to come in and look at the whole house as a whole look at your your family as a whole and say here's where we see this going long term and that way when you're doing individual projects you're not doing them and then having to rip things out later because you weren't thinking holistically right about
0: the house i think that's i think that's great insight and i think um and i also think there's no designer it, you you one of the mention one of the things you you asked about is you know are are they going to be either upset or frustrated about phases and I don't think I think no, just the opposite yeah a lot right? of
1: people really think about that
0: yeah and I and I think the I think the fact that you're being um, thoughtful about this and that you're coming into the beginning of the conversation saying we know we can't bite all this off and if this if this is your forever home or for or at least your for a long time home and then you think through phases and you bring that to a good designer that just actually gives them more tools to do a better job for you, mm-hmm. right? And to, and to think about, okay, what's the logical break here? And where do we want to stop this project to control costs? But while we're doing something here, where do we want to put money in to make the next one down the road less expensive, right? So, you know, things things like that, right? Right. Um, and,
1: and keep in mind, and I, and I uh, you're, you're going to be a Yankee because you're moving to Maine. So <laughs> it comes with the territory. And Yankees are frugal. By nature they don't like to throw things out so you've already got the right right mindset going into it when we um, bought our house uh, in Andover we took all that we were we were renovating it pretty extensively and ripped down parts of the house um, but we saved, almost, almost almost all, almost all of it. but we saved there was this redwood pergola and um, structure on both the front and the back of the house and when we did the demolition we took down all that redwood and we saved it. And it's beautiful wood, and by the way, you can't buy old-growth redwood anymore. It's just not available.
0: We had no plan for it. So we we tore it all down and we had no plan for it. I had a stack of redwood sitting in our, we had a small basement in this house. We had a stack of redwood sitting in that basement for maybe 18 years, Yeah. right? And I just made, in the last four years or so, I just built an outdoor dining room table and a dozen chairs from using that redwood. And in fact, um, I, I keep meaning to get our photographs for projects that we do together. Brendan and I do together. I keep meaning to get that to. Maril, she's shaking her head. Get that to Meryl so like she can post that on Insta. Right. And and we're going to do that. I actually brought in the, the thumb drives that have all those images on them. So I'm going to get that to you. But that's but you know that's a great way. Re- repurpose, reuse, mm-hmm. think through, and even so, if you
1: think you're not necessarily going to use it right away, because frankly, if you're going to be a Yankee, it's okay to have a Yankee yard, especially in Maine. <laughs> If you don't know what a Yankee Yard is. You'll learn when you come. Drive here. around Maine a little longer. Right?
0: <laughs> exactly, and, and 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 we love Maine. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great spot, and we're, we're sure you're going to be uh, be enjoying that. But again, you know, I, I think um, the fact you're even thinking about the respectful and and um, you know uh, correctly kind of conversation. Uh, just have that with your designer and say how you know and and to selecting a designer is a very personal thing, right? It's mm-hmm. not uh, don't feel compelled like the first person you contend with that you come into grips with or I'm sorry come into contact with you need to, to Work with you may you may want to not may may want to you should interview a few people a few people right?
1: And, and when we say designer, it could be an architect, it could, right? It doesn't oh, necessarily that's great. Talk have about to that. be a person with an architectural license There's some right. actually excellent designers out there that right. aren't architects um, And they may save you a little bit of money right. um the other thing you want to do is because you're working in a 1960s house um, you have to think about okay where do I want this to be you know is this is this the architecture that I want to keep or do I want to change it in some way so visually it feels like a, a different era and you may or may not be able to do that given um what the lines of the house are but just keep that all in mind and then see if you can find a couple designers who've worked on houses like that there you go there you go and see what they were able to do with it and some befores and afters because most designers especially if they're working with houses that are you know so so they're gonna keep records of like here's the befores and here's here's what we came up with afterwards and so you're gonna find somebody out there who worked with probably several houses that were very similar to yours right. and what they were able to come out with and you're gonna say wow yeah I really like their vision
0: and and let's talk about also controlling costs on the design side right so um, different designers work in different ways many will just work by the hour and that's fine many will work by a fixed price based on the the scope that you want to work on however you can control some of that cost uh, by so I'll give you an example we had a client who just engaged with us uh, to design a project but part of the project was including replacing windows in their home and they were they know that at some point in time down the road they want to do bathroom remodeling upstairs potentially create a master bath where there isn't one now and they were concerned about doing the window work and replacing windows in the same location knowing that they might eventually do a bath project so they asked our designer to say okay let's let us pay you a little more money to even though we're not gonna buy this project now, do a preliminary layout for a master bath so that we can get our head around it and make sure that we're not gonna be doing something with the windows that we'll regret later, Mm -hmm. right? So it it costs them very little more money and that designer then roughed out a concept for them that they're like, okay, that's perfect. We can easily see that working. Let's go ahead and replace the windows, Mm -hmm. right? So in in that same context, Kara, when you're talking um, with your designers, if you know the things that you really wanna get done, you don't have to get deep into it. You don't have to get through all your selections and and, and make every single design decision perfect. You just need to make sure that you're not um, throwing bad money after good down the road, mm-hmm. right? Good um, money after bad. Is that the way to do that? Yeah. Okay. i good money after bad. <laughs> I almost bad. said it that way, but then it's, a, uh, but then it okay, yeah, that's fair enough. That makes sense. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. um, a, And. Uh, a little slow, folks. Yeah, Meryl, I'll cut that out. And oh no no no! Yeah 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 yeah! No no, we're yeah. leaving that. No okay, ahead. we just that's, leave the smart stuff. That's so, the good stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> so, uh, but but the point being, like a great example is, if you're going to do a kitchen renovation, um, and then later might renovate an adjoining room if there's an opportunity while the kitchen walls are open to do some preliminary wiring or some preliminary plumbing that would make the next project cheaper that's the kind of thing to think about and that's the kind of thing that you know you'd be thinking about potentially with a designer in a general sense right so um so all good and you don't have to get too invested in some of the other projects you can just spend your time investing the bulk of your design money on the primary project as long as that that person's being sensitive to the next phase Yep. Right? so really good stuff
1: yep and by the way the other way to, to spend budget a little bit better with your designer is you can do uh, a conceptual design plan i mean well, they'll, right. they'll take all the measurements they'll give you a conceptual so you can say okay this is the direction we're going in but you only have to do final building plans on the projects that you're going to build That's gonna, good for you time yep. so they don't have to go into the minute detail in right. you know your your sunroom if you're really going to be just working on a bathroom at this right. point right. so you can break those down as well and then take those those design parts in chunks as you need
0: to right yeah so that makes that makes great sense um and uh, and hopefully, Kara, that, uh, I, so already I got a good vibe for this project because you got the, the whole friends and family thing working out, you've already you've already been thinking very thoughtfully about how to engage a designer, and you're right, you do want to go to a design-only firm in most cases, um, but, uh, but hopefully a design person who also has a sense of the implications of the next stages of work, right? Mm-hmm. And I really endorse what Bren said about whether it's an architect or a designer, um, obviously an architect being a licensed credential person uh, you know, can help with some other things that maybe some designers can't, like maybe structural and things like that, but um, there are some phenomenal designers who just ultimately didn't get their architect's license um, that can also still add a ton of value to your project. Mm-hmm. So, Kara, we wish you the best of luck uh, with your project, and, uh, and thank you for your email.
1: This has been another edition of Renovation Made Right. <laughs> We're so happy you joined us today. I am Brenda Bryan.
0: And I am David Bryan. Thanks for being with us.
1: We hope you enjoyed this week of Renovation Made Right. We are ecstatic to partner with our friends over at Renofi to deliver these podcasts to you. If you are looking to fund your renovation, head on over to Renify.com. That's Renofi.com. That's R-E-N-O-F-I dot com. Check them out. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, RenovationMadeRight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.